Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're enjoying your day, awesome. If not, let me tell you something, brother. We're back at it. Season 2 review of Hogan Knows Best. If you haven't seen the Season 1 review, please go check it out. It's the most recent episode. But now, without further ado, let's already kick right into Season 2 because we've gone through everything so far. A handful of episodes. Let's dive in. So, Season 2 premiere, Brooke Breaks Away, where the whole premise is that Brooke's getting her privacy constantly invaded. She's got no freedom. Right off the bat, it's just constant headaches for her because Nick is pissing Brooke off, blaring with air horns, playing the drums. Parents are getting nosy because they're checking her phone, invading her computer, and she's just like, ugh. Which is like, that's completely understandable no matter how old you are. Who wants their family constantly just prying into her their freaking business all the time? Later, we see Hulk get taken to the store by Brooke. It's like, hey, she's got to go tampon shopping, and Hulk's embarrassing her, saying, look, you got all these different flavors, smells, tastes, colors, and all that crap. And Brooke is just like, oh, my God. It's just like, how is Hulk supposed to know what kind of tampon she gets? I mean, he's a man. He doesn't know about this stuff. That's feminine stuff. Later on, Brooke is just vending at her family that she's tired of, like, not having alone time. She's got no privacy. So she decides she wants to go to the beach house for a while just to get away for a little bit. I think for like a full weekend. And she's saying she doesn't want to get spied on, which Hulk says like, brother, I'll never do that. I mean, I guess he completely retcons exactly what happened in episode one with the GPS system. But anyway, Brooke goes over there and there's a whole world saying she's got to have a friend there. So she brings her best friend, Ashley, who we'll see later on in Brooke Knows Best. But she's there with Ashley. They're having fun. Hulk is constantly like spying on her they're dressing in black just keep an eye making sure that nobody's there there are no guys no extra cars or anything even bribes a freaking delivery guy for pizza because he orders them a couple pizzas 50 bucks check out the house saying oh is anything there brother and the guy is just like no there's nothing there but hulk is still suspicious so he even brings knobs over to some kind of surveillance place like hey i'm gonna buy some equipment and spy on them so eventually he's out on the boat with knobs and they're taking using this equipment to spy because Brooke is invited a boatload of guys from the beach to hang out, have a party, and Hulk's not happy. And, of course, he can't freaking figure out how to use that sonar radar thing in order to listen on the conversation because he keeps facing it the wrong way. And I was like, no, face the other way and all that crap. And eventually, like, Hulk decides, hey, I know another way to do this. I'll have another guy spy on her, bring in this air conditioning guy to check out the house, even though there's really nothing wrong with it. And the guy's looking through the house like, all right, everything's fine. Then he notices birth control pills in the kitchen. So Hulk eventually, in truth, like, what the hell is with these birth control pills? And then Brooke, who's wearing a WrestleMania 19 hoodie, is just like, this is because my cramps are getting bad, and this helps me make my periods more predictable. And Hulk just thinks it's related to sex, because Hulk, that's the only thing Hulk is worried about. Oh, it's my, it's my daughter fucking. It's like, come on, Hulk, there's plenty of other things to worry about. And eventually he calls her the next morning, apologizing and everything. But the weird thing is, on Hulk's side, his bedroom is dark when he's on the phone. But on Brooke's side, it's clearly bright out and everything. So it's just like, they're clearly not talking at the same time. Come on now. I mean, they showed a bit more light when Hulk hung up the phone. But still, like, darkness versus light, there's no consistency there. In episode 2... That's when the tone kind of changes a little bit. Kids get a reality check where Hulk right off the bat, he's pissed off that Nick has spent over $4,000 on his credit card. By his, I mean Hulk's. For car parts and everything. And it's just like Hulk is not happy about it. So he goes upstairs trying to talk to Brooke and she's getting a massage. It's like, all right, you're spending hundreds of dollars here too. 
It's like the kids are just living this life of luxury, and it's just pissing Hulk off. It's like they don't know the meaning of a dollar because they're just getting away with everything. So, get the whole thing where he's talking to Linda, and they decide, hey, these kids are having it too easy. We need to put our foot down because they're not doing their chores or anything. They decide we're going to make them get jobs at their favorite country, Harvest Place or whatever it's called. So they stop the kids. They take their electronics and cards and everything and decide, hey, you're going to do your chores. You're going to get a job. So Nick has to wash his cars and everything. He's kind of goofing off. Brooke is cleaning the toilets, doing laundry, and vacuuming her room. So it's like, all right, that's a good thing. Then Hulk is caught on the phone because he's calling the restaurant asking for the kids get jobs because of a, a bit of a favor. So they get put to work. Brooke is a waitress. Nick is working in the back with a couple guys. Brooke is struggling to even get an order done because she's just like having to repeat what the guy is saying and everything. And Nick gets caught on his phone because the owner is asked to carry around a camera to keep an eye on everything. And he tells Nick, hey, I catch you on the phone again. You're going to get fired. And Nick is trying to cause trouble with Brooke saying, oh, Brooke says she wants to do dishes. But the guy is just like, no, no, no. don't. I'm not taking your shit. I'm in charge. You get back there and stay back there. And then Brooke delivers the wrong order to the guy that she was talking to earlier. It's just like, oh boy. So eventually the kids come home. They give an update. Hulk gets an update and like he sees the footage so he knows Nick's goofing off. And then like the family decides to have a little fun in Linda's ex at her expense. Linda leaves the house for a moment. Then Nick closes the door. and Or somebody closes the door. They lock Linda out and they're not letting her back in. So it's like, all right. So, then Brooke is shown working on her dance routine with Glenn. We see a handful of times throughout the series and see him as main character and Brooke knows best later on. And she's just stressed out because, like, she just doesn't have any spare time because she has to work on dancing but also this job and everything. So, Hope then decides to kind of have a little fun at the kids' expense, too, where he himself and all their friends come for food and everything. They're pissing off the Brooke and Nick and everything. Brooke's taking forever for getting their orders and they're chanting, where's Brooke? Where's Brooke? You got woman who, one woman in the group who's constantly complaining and everything, saying like, oh, I still haven't gotten my drink. Oh, I, this is the wrong order. I didn't ask for this dressing and everything. It's just like, yeah, boy. And then Nobbs decides to make fun of Nick, just like knocking over a glass of water with ice. And then the owner's just like, get up room, clean it up. So they're just doing this to piss off the kids. Eventually, they come home and close the episode. It's revealed that Brooke made like 50 bucks and Nick made 120 and they decide, all right, you kids have learned enough. You get your stuff back. You don't have to keep working. But it's like, if you guys keep goofing, goofing off, you're going back to that job. So they have, maybe they learned a lesson there. Like, you have to earn your money. You can't keep relying on your parents. Episode 3, Family Vacation. So right off the bat, Hulk is scaring off boys who are just talking to Brooke over on the beach. And, like, wearing his hat. Like, because I think these kids were, like, Alabama. Because this whole theme is the family's supposed to be together and join their vacation. Nick and Brooke venture off into, t into the uh, town and everything. Nick leaves Brooke alone because she wants to go shopping and get scouted by boys on the beach while Nick is goofing off with his friends. But the thing is, Nick is put in charge of making sure that Brooke's alright. Eventually, Hulk and Linda are constantly calling him saying, like, where is everybody? Like, you hear Hulk saying at the beginning of the series, like, for the intro... Can't get a hold of Brooke. She's not answering her phone. Both going to town. They're looking around everywhere. And by the time Brooke, Nick comes back to the hotel, they are screaming at him because it's like, where's Brooke? Where's Brooke? There's, and Hulk and Linda go back out into the town looking for Brooke. She's getting, crying everything. They talk to an officer saying, hey, I can't find my daughter, brother. So, and like, Nick's supposed to stay at the hotel. They're looking everywhere by 7 p.m. She's still not back. 
they're constantly calling officers, and eventually by eight, by an hour, an hour, yeah, an hour later, Brooke finally comes back and waddles in like, oh, there is nothing wrong, but she gets her ass chewed out during all this. It's like, hey, you didn't think of the family, you're running off on your own, we're, like, this is bullshit, but then Nick, Brooke finally breaks down, she says it's bullshit that she's got no freedoms, She Nick is put in charge of her despite the fact that she's the older child in all this, and she's just sick of it, like, she has to keep dedicating her time to her career and being watched by Nick, and just no freedom and her parents being overprotective, I mean, it's like, this was a breaking point because you kept seeing it as a running theme in season one, and it's not gonna stop just yet. And eventually the next morning, like, Nick and Linda are, or, yeah, Nick and Linda are still asleep, Hulk and Brooke are by the beach, and Hulk actually gets emotional saying that he doesn't want anything to happen to Brooke, that's his daughter. Talked about that missing girl in Aruba, I think that's where it was, where there was like a new story of a girl gone missing, he doesn't want it to happen to her. Eventually things get patched up, and they go shopping together a little later for like dresses and swimsuits. Brooke's like, oh, d mom, don't talk to me about buying a thong. And they also end up going to a drag show just for the fun of it. And Hulk actually gets kissed by one on the lips. By the time he gets uh, back to the hotel, he's washing out his mouth. It's like, hey, it's a show, Hulk. You know, all about putting on a show. Uh, episode 4, Nick gets the bug. Now, this whole theme is where Nick is wanting to get into the wrestling business. Which is a problem because when Nick gets his mind put to something, he gets obsessive about it. But, I mean, Hulk brings Nick to Raw... I believe this this was actually around October, August 15th, 2005, and I'll say it because of a match that happens later on, and this also becomes an issue with this season coming up. So, like, Nick is running around backstage, he talks to Chris Jericho, who's getting his hair done, he, even Nick is trying to slingshot a big ball to try to hit Big Show for the fun of it, before then going down, he's at ringside talking to Big Show and Cena having fun. They're fooling around inside of the ring with, with inside of a steel cage. And Chavo Guerrero, who's doing the whole Carlin White gimmick, is talking to Hulk, saying, like, hey, Nick's doing a ride in the ring. And Hulk's like, you're ripping me, right? And he goes out to see him, and then they decide, oh, raise the cage. We'll have a fun little match. Freaking Cena and Hulk versus Nick and Big Show. They're having a little bit of fun there. And Nick even talks to Vince, who's like, damn it, pal. When are you coming to join the WWE? So it's like even got Vince McMahon trying to encourage this guy to get in the ring. And Nick's meeting the Diva Search contestants backstage. And one of them actually makes a pass at him saying, Oh, you can wrestle me anytime, Nick. But the problem is, Nick is 14, girl. I don't remember which girl it was. I know it wasn't Layla or Ashley. I can't remember the girl's name. And then afterwards, they show Nick getting invited to the ring after a six-man tag match, which was Hogan, Cena, Batista versus Shawn Michaels, JBL, Triple H. So this was a dark match for the August 15, 2005 edition of Raw. And I believe that same night, that was when, right before the show went off the air, it was Hogan and Angle for the main event. So Hulk even and Nick even talk backstage, seem like, oh, I want to get in the wrestling business. Hulk's like, I approve, even though your mother won't. So it's like, so this was August 15, 2005, but the problem is, you'll see some things kind of get out of order after this, within succeeding episodes. So then Nick, later on when he gets home, he talks to Brooke saying how awesome it was, and Brooke accidentally spills in front of both her parents that, oh, Nick got in the ring, and Linda's not happy. Hulk said, decides, hey, I'm still going to train Nick regardless, so Nick's working out and everything. He gets in the ring. He's training at Gold's Gym, which we've seen a handful of times already. They bring Brian up. He's training everything, learning the ropes. Even tells him, like, a useful tip that nobody ever knows. When you're doing the collar double tie-up, keep your head up, or else if you have your head down, you can end up breaking your opponent's nose and everything. So, kind of a safety tip there. And then, by the end of it, Nick's got ice bags all over him, because he's sore. It's like, hey, welcome to business, kid. And by the end of it, Hulk talks to Nick and saying that, hey, we've got, you got to get the acting portion down, because you got to work on your charisma, 
your body language, facial expressions, all that stuff. And then after Nick's going through classes, Hulk's like, hey, you're coming to Los Angeles with me and you're going to take part in this movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just a movie that I've never seen. Just like the rest of Hulk's movies. So it's like, hey, get Nick an acting part in order to help him like with wrestling and everything. Maybe venture off in Hollywood. Who knows? Now, next episode, episode five. I'm going to preface this by saying this. This is the most boring episode of the series so far. Hogan's Go Hollywood, where they're just going backstage looking about how they're doing the movie because Hulk decided, hey, I'm going to get Linda and Brooke into this movie, get them some acting gigs, so he convinces them to get into the movie for exposure purposes. Linda is like some kind of secretary or something. Brooke's doing musical work and everything. Nick's got a bit of a role. The Hulk's, of course, the main guy. And, of course, you also got Big Show in there, which was a surprise. You meet this guy on the set named Tony. I don't know if he was, like, a producer or, like, this translator or whatever, but the big thing you keep seeing throughout this episode is that he is constantly getting close to Brooke, but he admitted to Hulk right off the bat, he's like, hey, I'm a Hulkamaniac, I cried when you lost to Warrior at WrestleMania 6, it's like, why, dude, why? But then the whole episode, like, it seemed like he was going to back off being close to Brooke when it's established early on that, hey, she's 17, but he's still getting close, talking to her, playing music, singing, talking to her, talking to her more, even rubbing on her neck... Which gets on Hulk's nerves, like, he, and eventually he's put in a in a seat saying, "Hey, wear this stunts cap. I don't want you going anywhere, even for the bathroom, unless I give you permission." So he's laying the law down. But again, the rest of this show episode is just like, "Oh, Hulk's dressed up as Zeus. You see a bit of his acting. Brooks filming for the music portion. There's a part where Hulk's pissed off. He's like, "Oh, you're doing part where you're dancing. You're rubbing near a guy's crotch." And even the producer is like, "Yeah, you can't do that. This is a family movie, bitch." Just like, and that was just pretty much it, just behind the scenes stuff, and it was just boring. I hate this episode. Now, episode six. This is again the part where things kind of get out of order because this one is called Anniversary Surprise, where it's all about Linda and Hulk's 22nd wedding anniversary. Now, the thing is, two episodes ago, you had the episode that was pretty much done around mid August 2005. I did a quick, big, quick bit of research. Linda and Hulk's anniversary is in December of that year. So for the 22nd anniversary, that means they're filming around December of 2005. So between two episodes, you suddenly jump forward like four months. But then that's going to change again within the next episode. So right off the bat, they're watching a whole movie of their wedding and everything with the kids. And seeing how many people were in the video. I mean, this is a 22-year-old videotape, and they're surprised that it even works. So Hulk and Linda decide, hey, for our anniversary, why don't we go dancing? And Hulk is, of course, not into it because he hasn't really danced since their wedding and everything like that. But then they decide, all right, let's do it. We want to do the tango. Hulk, and even with the dancing instructor, the female one, Hulk is incorporating wrestling like, hey, you got to be careful with your steps. It's a two-person thing. It's like, all right, that's working. But then Hulk gets pissed off and leaves when he gets compared to Frankenstein's monster. He's like, oh, no, you hurt my feelings, brother. And he walks away. Linda's still doing dancing. Hulk decides, hey, I still want to do this for Linda, so I'm going to go secretly to another dance instructor. So he's taken with Brooke, they're dancing with the tango and everything, and then on the day of their anniversary, like I said, in December, Linda gets presented at the door with 22 roses, so 22 years and all that. They get all dressed up and everything for their late night out for dancing and, well, at food, first for food at a fancy restaurant, and of course, Linda, during dinner, said, oh, I'll marry you again if you ask me, but of course, uh, hindsight be 2020, <laughs> not true. And after being presented with a diamond necklace, Hulk takes Linda out to the dance floor, and they do the tango. 
So it's like, alright, romance. Nice. Uh, episode 7. This is, again, with this and the next episode, with continuity issues in terms of, like, it just seemed like they were throwing everything around, like, a toss-up of what's going on. So this episode, episode 7, is the Hogan boyfriend test where Brooke's friend Jerry, who she was talking to in a in one of the past episodes on the phone, decides to come over to support her for her show. But Hulk is not happy about having a guy there being around with Brooke and everything, and it's a sad set. Brooke's got a huge crush on him. The Hulk wanted her and Jerry to get Jerry to a hotel. They couldn't find any because they're all locked up and or freaking full and everything, so they decide, all right, I don't want to do this, but this kid's got to stay in our spare bedroom, so he does that. And Hulk decides, hey, I'm going to barricade the door just for the fun of it with a couple chairs and pillows. But then Hulk forgets, hey, the door opens inward into the room, and when Jerry opens the door the next morning, he sees everything fall over because you can't trap a man there. He's like, oh? So they go to the studio, and Hulk feels like he's being ignored by Brooke because she's still focused on Jerry being around. So then Hulk decides, hey, I'm going to spend time with Jerry and get to know him. So they go back to the shooting range, same one that they had with episode two when Nick blew off Hulk for his girlfriend in order to go spend time with her, and then Hulk went to the shooting range alone. So they're spending time in the shooting range, having fun, working out together at Hulk's gym, and then Jerry's like, I'm sore. All right, lay on this bed that's supposed to massage your body. But Jerry, after Hulk finally leaves, he gets up, he's like, no, I can't do this. This thing feels like shit. So they sit and watch TV together, and on the TV, you see Hulk's match from SummerSlam 2005 against Shawn Michaels. Thing is, the next episode is when they show behind-the-scenes footage of him finally going to SummerSlam and having the match. So, again, this is out of order. They're showing a match that they haven't even gone to within the next episode. And then Jerry makes things awkward, saying, like, oh, my favorite, like, first of all, he's asking if the blood is fake. It's like, no, it's not. They actually cut themselves. And then he said, oh, my favorite match that you were in was the match you had in the Rocky movie. And Hulk is not happy. He's like, dude, that wasn't a real wrestling match. There are plenty of matches Hulk has been in over the years, and your favorite one that you say was your favorite was the match that he had in a movie. Come on. You could have said WrestleMania 6 or WrestleMania 18. You could have freaking said... You could have even said when he squashed Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9. But no, you said the movie thing. Then finally, close off the episode... Brooke does a radio appearance for the first time for promoting her show and everything, and she'll be back at that radio show later on with Jerry and Linda, and she said, oh, and also here's Eminem's new song, Shake That. Then Hulk hypes up the crowd for Brooke's performance. She's nervous and everything, but if it happens, and she sings that song that she was doing for Brooke's Big Break, that whole song from Season 1, Episode 3, I believe, saying like, oh, Daddy, like, no man will ever get, like, be loved more than you and all that, and all that shit. It's whatever. Episode 8, Twilight of a God. So this is the part where Hogan... One thing I like about this is that you finally get to see more on Hulk Hogan. And he finally starts talking about his injury history and everything. Saying that he's gone through a lot of injuries. He's never entered a ring once without getting hurt. Talk about he's had his nose broken 12 times. Teeth knocked out 6 times. He's been dropped on his head on concrete. Even though he mentioned that later about the Undertaker saying like, Oh, Undertaker dropped me on my head on concrete at 74. You two weren't even wrestling together in 74. You even established your in-ring career didn't start until 76. Come on, Hulk, you lying son of a bitch. But then he's also said he's had a lot of injuries, uh, surgeries, knee and hip issues, tore his back when he picked up on, slammed Andre at WrestleMania 3, no peripheral vision out of his left eye, so on and so forth. He even decides, hey, before SummerSlam, I'm going to go get this laser surgery and get the wrinkles out of my face. He does that. He has a match with Sean. And Brooke is just crying because she sees Hulk getting bloodied and beat up. And then he's like, he's all right. But they also show footage out of order in this match. Because at this point, 
They show Shawn Michaels hitting sweet chin music on Hulk, and then show Hulk getting put in the sleeper Hulk. That didn't happen in the match. He did the sleeper Hulk well before hitting sweet chin music on Hulk, because that match was at the end with sweet chin music, Hulk kicks out, Hulk's up, freaking big boob, leg drop, and all that shit. It's like, sleeper Hulk happened before this. It is just like, come on, you guys gotta put it in order. Hulk is showing backstage, he's getting, like, checked on the doctor, he's alright. But then afterwards, he's going to another doctor, saying he need to get injections into his back to help him out with medicine just to make him feel better. And he's been to this doctor, like, nine times prior, and he's getting tired of it, because, like, he started getting drugs put in his body. He's getting his ankle checked again, which he got checked on at the beginning of the episode. Finds out his ankle's not broken, but it's sprained, and he has to have a brace on it. But then before Hulk even gets home, he ditches that brace. He's like, no, nah, I ain't wearing this thing, brother, and throws it away. So then later on, Hulk is in the gym with Linda. They're talking about Hulk's future, and he's just not happy that she's talking about saying that, oh, you have to think about life outside of wrestling. And Hulk even brings up that Linda's nagging actually cost him some kind of business venture, I believe, where instead of getting the George Foreman grill, he got this thunder mixer. And the grill made, like, hundreds of millions of dollars for George Foreman, but Hulk didn't even get past a few hundred thousand with this mixer. But then Hulk decides, all right, you know what? Why don't I try out some ventures outside of wrestling? And, like, he does some voice work, I think, which he also gets to a little bit later on in the season. And before he even leaves the studio, he spanks Mannequin, like, hey, what's going on, good-looking? Spanks a Mannequin, then as he leaves the building, the Mannequin falls over, breaks apart. It's like, yeah, dead ass. Then Bischoff comes to him with a friend of his, and they're like, hey, why don't you put your name on this Sockle Energy drink? And Hulk's like, all right, why don't I also try out the product? So they had, like, a ton of Sockle Energy drinks being brought in off of freaking pallets and pallet jacks, but then the container completely falls over as they try pulling it in the house. It's like, come on. And then afterwards, you even see Hulk filming a commercial, well, commercial class paid programming, because you see this stuff all the time, like, hey, try my ultimate grill. And you even see Billy Mays on set. I mean, this was a few years before Billy Mays died, but still see Billy Mays there, Hulk's doing a commercial, and Linda's excited, like, yay, what else can we sell? She's like, this is better than wrestling. So let's settle that. Episode 9. This was also a bit of an iffy episode, Rent Guru. Hulk and Linda are having fun, and Hulk is just goofing around. He puts on his Mr. America mask to make Linda laugh. But then Linda's back in the closet, and she's looking at herself in the mirror. She's like, oh, I look fat. I need to change my diet and how I live. So then she decides, why don't we call in a guru to change our lives? But the guru causes problems, because as soon as he gets in the house, he's going through the refrigerator and throwing so much food away that he considers to be poisonous to the family. So then afterwards, he takes Linda and Brooke shopping, and Brooke's not on board about all this. She's like, I'm not changing on my diet for shit. Then Nick and Hulk find the trash bag still sitting there. They're like, yeah, we're not throwing away this food, and they start putting everything back. I mean, like, you can't have people suddenly change their diets out of nowhere. So they try out some of the foods, like the tofurkey, which smells like shit. Some grass that they blended up into a drink, they're trying it out. And yet some odd woman, I think her name is Billy. Who decides, hey, this house is a lot of negative energy. I'm going to perform an exorcism or a hex or whatever. She's mixing ingredients and spraying the stuff all over the lawn. Kame, kame, hon. Kame, kame, kame. All that shit. Like, sounding like she's speaking in tongues. She sounds like The Undertaker when he was trying to friggin' embalm Stone Cold at the back at the end of 98. And Hulk's chanting along like, hey, kame, kame, hon. Pocket, pocket, X-Pac. And all that shit. And he even stops them from going to the gym. She's like, oh, Hulk, you got an angry door. Your door's not opening all the way. It's like everything's spiritual to this woman to the point where she's a freaking nut. It's like, no, you ain't performing a hex on my gym. 
So then finally, by the end of the episode, the Gru is like, hey, let's go to this clinic, get water injected in your stomach in order to cleanse it out of fecal matter and all that. But Linda's about ready to get done. Brooke talks her out. It's like, hey, why don't we have the Guru go first? The Guru goes in there, and while he's away, like, getting the whole thing done, the family's like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. They ditch him, and they're like, yeah, we can't do this by the time he answers the phone. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we did all this for nothing. Let's get back to regular food. Yay. Anyway, that's episode nine. Now, number ten, called Monkey Business. We all know the family is a big animal family. That was established in season one because of all the dogs and the birds and all that crap. But then Linda sees uh, something in the mail about, hey, why don't you adopt a monkey? So Linda's like, yeah, let's do that. But the problem is, in order to do this, they have to adapt to their life where their animal, their dogs have to stay away from the monkey because the monkey does not get along with the other animals. Birds, dogs, anything like that. So the dogs have to get kept outside. Hulk comes in and he's taken aback at first seeing the monkey, but then he quickly warms up to him. They decide to name him Harry. Harry Hogan, so that's Double H. Hogan's like, all right, then I'm Triple H, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So, things are alright at first, and Linda and Brooke decide to take Harry to a little store, get some clothes on him to doll him up, but then Linda's really getting tired because Harry just does not want to fall asleep. He's playing around, and Linda's just like, when are you going to get tired? And Hulk even is in his office talking to Harry, who's sitting on his desk. He starts reading part of the script for episode 8 when he's doing that voice work for uh, outside jobs, like, hey, hey, Hulk, my DX, it's Hogan, check out my new form, like, Sounded like he's constipated, trying to take a shit. He's even reading that to Harry. I don't think Harry's going to give him feedback. But then later on, they're down, Hulk and Brooke are down in the gym working out, and they say, hey, there's a monkey turret here over by your equipment. And Hulk, Linda's thinking nothing of it, but Hulk's not happy. He's like, come on, there shouldn't be any shit down here. And Hulk wants to try to make Harry look like a troublemaker. So like, hey, look, Linda, here's footage of Harry playing with your jewelry. Linda's like, oh, no, I see what you're doing. Ha, ha, ha. So then there's a bit of a compromise afterwards with Brooke and Linda. They're trying to figure out what to do. One of them is going to clean the kitchen. The other is going to watch Harry. And Brooke is like, I'll take care of Harry. And it's like, and Linda's just like, good. Guess what? He shit his diaper. And it's like, oh, man. So then Brooke is trying to change him. She's getting grossed out like, Ugh. oh, you're getting shit all over your blanket. It's just, she's getting grossed out. It's like, Brooke, think about how it's going to be if you become a mother someday. It's not going to get any better. She's cleaning him, and Hulk even decides, hey, here, I'm going to bring in my memorabilia room, and here's a little Hulkamania tank top for you to wear. There's, like, a little fun there. But Linda's still struggling to get stuff done around the house. Harry's getting and everything. He's moving around and shit. And the family decides, hey, this isn't working. We're neglecting our dogs. Harry's becoming a pain. We got to give him back. And finally, they give Harry back. They say goodbye to him, and they bring the dogs back, and it's like, yay, we're back to normal. Yay, whatever. Episode 11, I believe, yeah, this is the third to last episode of season two, Nick's Growing Pains. Family throws Nick's 15th birthday, saying this is like his real last birthday being a kid. They're at some child's party place, and Nick is not impressed by this. It's like, this is all childish. It looks like freaking some kind of multiverse knockoff of freaking Chuck E. Cheese, because he's like, got all these animals playing music. Then Hulk decides, like, when they get home, Nick tries to tra get trained by Hulk about how to parallel park. Before Nick then decides, hey, I'm going to hang out with this older girl prior to homecoming, who's like 18 years old, so it's like, clearly Ashley's out of the picture now. But then Hulk, like, gets pissed off because Nick leaves off with the Supra, which he's telling Nick, who doesn't even have his permit yet, like, hey, you can't be taking the Supra. Nick finally comes back, and he's got the police on him. Nick says, oh, the police came because of a noise complaint. Then Hulk lays down the rules saying, if you get in trouble at homecoming for any reason, you're not getting your permit. Nick goes homecoming... 
Like, everything seems fine, but then Nick comes back two hours late. And nobody can reach him. He comes in, and Hulk's like, yeah, you're in trouble now, brother. And the next morning, Hulk decides to lay down a rule saying, hey, you fucked up, therefore, you're not getting your permit. So they go through two weeks, like, where Nick has to, like, freaking man up and be responsible. And then Hulk decides, all right, you can get your permit. But first, we got to send you to a bit of a straight, uh, scare straight program with an officer. And Nick has shown this footage on TV about what happens when you drive irresponsibly and shows dead bodies and everything. And that Nick, you would think it will open up his eyes, but then what we see later in 2007, it shows he hasn't learned a damn thing. All right, I mean, with his old friend Nick, you know, or Graziano or whatever his name was. So it's just like this did not stick to him for that long. So, like, eventually, like, Nick wants to go to the car store, and Hulk's like, you're not driving the Supra. So, and Hulk is even watching the car because his friend takes it and is, like, making sure Nick's not going to take it back. He's like, all right, Nick is regaining my trust. And then afterwards, Nick finally gets to go take his permit. He takes his test. He passed, and Nick gets his permit like he wanted. And then they decide to close the episode saying, All right, Nick, why don't you drive me around? And the family's driving the truck, and they close off with the truck just driving off fast. And the family's like, No! Kind of a weird thing there. All right, episode 12, Brooke signs a record deal, something they've been trying since season one, where... Brooke is going through, like, recording another demo for everything, but then she gets pissed off and sees a promotional DVD where she thinks she looks fat and she's getting emotional pissed off saying, Oh, I look fat, my family doesn't see it, and all that. It's just like, Brooke, you're overreacting. And Hulk decides to ask her, would you consider doing country music? Like, because you, it would not, you wouldn't have to worry about dancing and everything like that. It could be a different style, more money. But Brooke's like, no, that doesn't fit my preferred taste or genre, I want to go into this R&B style. It's like, all right. And then for some reason, instead of Brooke just taking regular vitamins, she has to go to some kind of clinic to get it injected through an IV into her bloodstream. It's like, come on, why go through that hassle? Why do you have to go through a needle and all that? So then Brooke is, starts singing a new, she records a new song later on at the studio. Everybody approves of it. It's like, yeah, this works. But then Brooke is, through the rest of the episode, she's not getting her hopes up because for the last two to three years, she's been frustrated by opportunities by other labels and things fall through things don't work but then hulk gets a call saying hey this guy scott storch is on the phone and an opportunity comes up for her to get a deal and so like they get on his boat they're discussing business and in the meantime before they have the meeting hulk orders this airplane with a bear on the back that flies through when they're on the boat saying yeah and it says yo storch sign my daughter she's the bomb and brooke is all embarrassed and everything so but it like it's a done deal they go to a meeting and Brooke finally signs a contract she's finally signed to a record deal and the deal is worth 1.3 million dollars and right there in front of everybody she gets a check for three hundred thousand dollars holy cow an upfront payment right there that size is amazing then they show her also recording her new her big hit single about us with paul wall aka the grill guy and the episode finally closed off after she records it and it turns out they visit a house, and it's like, oh, yeah, guess what, brother? I just signed this deal on this big house we're visiting. We're moving to Miami. Because, of course, they got to do it for a career. And we'll see this house more later on in season three and everything. So Brooke finally gets her record deal. But now, finally, the season two finale, Brooke's Video Dreams. This is also a bit of a stale episode. They're just doing this whole thing where they're getting ready to film this music video for her hit single, About Us. They got Paul Wall there. They're doing the, going through choreography, dancing and everything like that. The Brooke is even forced to change her eating habits, which she's not happy about. Because it's like, she's not fat. She's like regular size, yet they're like, oh, you gotta watch the salt, you gotta watch the carbs. You gotta look your best because this is your 
big music video, even though she's recorded a music video before. And then, before they film, you got Brooke's 18th birthday. So they're in the hotel, she's getting gifts, she's getting like a MacBook from Nick, and then Hulk surprises her with a Mercedes for her 18th birthday. So before then, they're also going to have this big party, and Nick decides, hey, let's pull a prank, let's have a stripper come down during Brooke's party. So they're doing this, and then in comes stripper dressed as a police officer, he's stripping down, and then I see in the background, you got Eric Bischoff there for some reason, I mean, I, it's like, why is Bischoff there? And then, like, the stripper's dancing, grinding and everything, and Hulk is pissed off, and he kicks the stripper out. It's like, dude, what are you doing here, brother? But everybody, like, Hulk is the only person pissed off. Everybody else is laughing their asses off, and Nick's denying this whole thing. He's like, no, it wasn't me. I, this wasn't my idea. No, huh? It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? And then, like, they finally get to the point where they're filming the music video. They're a little late, like, and Linda's trying to get a bit of changes for Brooke's look a little bit with her hair and mascara. It's like, you're already late, just let them do their work. They film the music video, and Paul Wall even brings Brooke her own grill, which they show in part of the music video. So finally, this music video is done, and we'll get back to the, the song in Season 3, because it's going to get touched upon, but finally, she's her things are turning around for her music career at this point. So it's like, yay. So that's Season 2. Like, twi almost twice as many episodes as Season 1. Overall, this is a little bit better than Season 1. I mean, you got more, like... Uh, topics and everything, but like I said, you had some episodes where they're out of order, because one moment they're talking about uh, going with the uh, Hogan anniversary, which is in December. Then the next episode, Hogan is watching his match back with Jerry from SummerSlam 2005. And then the next episode, they're backstage with the match from SummerSlam 2005. And, like, prior to all this, you had the whole thing of Nick getting involved in the ring. So it's like, Nick gets involved in the ring, that's mid-August. Then the anniversary, which is like four months later. And then Hulk is watching his match back with about Shawn Michaels. And then the next episode, they're actually having the match. So it's like, it's uh, it's out of order there. What the fuck? But like I said, this was a fun season. But like I said, that Hogan's Gold Hollywood episode, I did not care for. It's just like behind the scenes stuff. It's just like a filler episode. It's like, yeah, Hulk and like Nick is trying to get some acting in. And Hulk's doing a movie and big shows in there. But it's just like... It just, it was just the least interesting episode. But to look back at it, like I said, first episode, it was understandable. Brooke is hitting her breaking point. She wants privacy. A fine episode. Kids getting a reality check, getting jobs. It's useful. Teaching kids a lesson. I like that. The family vacation episode, it was entertaining at the end part with a drag show, but otherwise, Brooke going missing, it's whatever. Family's panic. Nick getting the bug. I like the whole thing about Nick wanting to get in the wrestling business, so that was a fun episode. Hollywood episode, hated it. Anniversary surprise, it was kind of fun seeing seeing Hulk trying to learn dancing everything else whatever uh the Hogan boyfriend test it was fun having Jerry there it's whatever and the thing about looking back at Hogan's injuries and all the stuff he's been through physically I like this episode probably second best like going through all that and then Hulk trying to venture off into other avenues the guru did not care for and especially with that spiritual woman, Kamehameha, Kamehameha, I'm letting out a big burst of energy and all that shit. The monkey episode, it was cute, but just nothing special. Just, hey, here's a monkey, he's getting on our nerves. Uh, Nick trying to get his permit and everything, it's fine. Brooke getting a record deal, it's a big plus, but then the music video episode also didn't care for her. So, best episode, I'll probably save the ep of the season. Nick getting the bug. Worst, the movie filming everything. Just did not care for that at all. Just boring as fuck. But anyway, that is it for today's episode, folks. And I realize I've got stuff all over my keyboard. 
Uh, let me know what you guys thought about Season 2 of Holy Knows Best in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like, subscribe on YouTube with the bell turned on if you're watching this on there, or follow on any other service that you may be listening to this on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Good day, everybody.